Hello and welcome to another episode of The Open Metaverse. I'm your host, Mohamed Azuddin. I'm joined by our co-host, Mehdi Farouk, and the guest of the hour, the day, maybe even the year, Sandeep, CEO and co-founder of Polygon. Great to have you on the show with us today. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Mohamed and Mehdi for having me here. Really excited for this talk. I think we are as well. We've got, we've got quite a lot of traction on Twitter as well. So I know it's going to be one of the most listened to podcasts coming, coming out of us. And I guess we'll, we'll jump straight in. A man who doesn't really need an introduction for most of the people in the space. But I guess for us to rewind to Polygon, I guess prior to it was Polygon. What were the challenges you were looking to solve when you co-founded Polygon? Um, so I think before before Polygon, I was already building uh, a lot of D apps for uh, like that time. I was working as a you know kind of to get my hands dirty as a as a consultant to few people, and uh, you know one of them I distinctly remember. One of them wanted to build a you know decentralized transparent referral service, right? Referral service like you give your referral link and you do something and all that. And uh, that time itself, like it sounded like a crazy because at that point in time, 2017, mid 2017, people were just trying to do ICOs for something, right? Like doing something, I'm doing this, this, this. And, you know, so, you know, I did not, I was like, you know, this, I, something is wrong. Either this guy doesn't understand that how much scale blockchains have or what, what kind of scale Ethereum can take or there's something wrong with this but that also you know got me into this uh the, the, that thought process also is that this thing is not ready for mainstream uh you know ma mass adoption and i whatever i wanted to do i wanted to do it as a like i had only one clarity in my mind whatever i'm going to do i want to do it at a world scale global scale right and uh, it seemed to me that, you know, if this is the kind of scalability layer one blockchains are going to have, uh, we won't be able to do something that level, uh, that scale, right, that level of scale. So that's where like, you know, the scalability was obviously a thing that, you know, this is first the infrastructure needs to be solved for next three, four, five years. And that's where, uh, you know, get started to know a bit about layer two blockchains and whatnot and met my other co-founders. Uh, via some you know bitcoin uh, handles and whatnot and uh, or bitcoin uh, uh, groups and all that we we met and then you know we jammed on it and decided that okay you know this is what we need to do because this is what is the need of the r you know people want to build apps but those apps cannot be built because the scalability is not there so i'm aware in order to solve the scalability issues on ethereum you guys have are working on multiple different solutions so i think it would be good time perhaps for, for you to kind of walk us through some of the Polygon's product portfolio. So before, uh, you know, it needs, you know, why, what Polygon is doing today needs to be, needs to be, you know, seen through the lens of what is the history of Polygon also. Like before Polygon, we were called Matic Network, right? And at that point in time, we were building this Plasma Network, right? And we were, you know, we started, uh, you know, like the, the main, uh, two, three co-founders were from India. Then we had some more people from outside. But then problem is that nobody believed that, you know, a team which is non-Silicon Valley team will be able to build some protocol like this and all that. And other people raised like tens of millions of dollars. Overall, I think $100 million would have been invested in plasma research. 
and uh, you know we received uh, a a very big 165k out of that 100 million right so only we we got investment of 160k nobody invested in us and uh, but then we ended up becoming the only team which delivered the actual functioning plasma in whatever shape uh, of research at that point in time the plasma you know plasma was uh and all these other companies with these heavy funding and all that they somewhere in the middle many of them like outright exit scammed some of them like closed down shut down whatever because the community hype moved away from plasma everybody like oh by that time is like optimistic rollups before plasma it used to be state channels then optimistic rollups then uh zk rollups then you know in future like or in between starks and all that all those things have been there so uh so 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 the main lesson for us was that you know we are looking we are fighting to build something which has as big of an impact like ethereum has today right ethereum kind of an impact we have uh, we can build we wanted to build something and which we wanted to build something which can stand the test of time can can live for tens of years to come and you know you can have tens of or you know if not hundreds of millions of users using these platforms so that time we decided that you know we have done this mistake that you know we we went all in on one approach that plasma is going to be the approach with which we build this scalability we said we are not going to do that now anymore we will be like what is our mission our mission is to get mass adoption that will come via this ever growing infrastructure layer of this decentralized compute right no matter what technology they are built in like today they are you know plasma then you know optimistic you know zero validity proofs and who knows what is going to come in the future but we detached ourselves from doing one particular approach we said the market is too early too immature to 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 you know you know put a flag in the sand that no this is the way this is will be that's very too opinionated we did not want to do that so that's why we create we you know rebranded to polygon which essentially means multi approach and then since then we have been pursuing multiple approach we have we believe also if you see the scalability like you know we all are selling this decentralized computation to the developers right like in web2 if you go to web2 everybody's you know everybody uses centralized computation to build these application they use aws google of the world and all that all of them provide you centralized compute but when you come to decentralized compute the compute can have different kind of uh, you know uh features to it or parameters to it so if you are a gaming company which has only 1000 players playing the game today probably you don't need ethereum kind of security and you don't need to pay half a dollar for every transaction right so that security and your cost is a spectrum how much security how much decentralization you need as per the cost uh, you know for for this and that spectrum gives you that what kind of solution people want to use so today we have polygon pos which is like mid level security some level of ethereum security built on top of ethereum but it is very good for gaming and social use cases but we are also you know almost about to launch polygon zk evm which is fully secured from ethereum and then you can build like billion dollar defi use cases and all that over there plus you will also have polygon has supernets so three big things supernets polygon pos like validium kind of solutions and the this this like zkvm or you can combine them into public chain so supernets are app chains so app chains public chains public chains are built with these zk secured and all that polygon pos chain is 
currently not secure with that, but we are working hard to make sure that Polygon POS chain also starts getting Ethereum level security. But primarily these are public chains and then you have app chains. And on app chains, you choose like using the Polygon Edge framework, you choose what kind of security and decentralization you want. If you are a small game with 1000 users, you probably just are okay with two or three validators, right? Even one validator and you're like, okay, I'll decentralize it, right? Then you become 1 million users. Now probably you need 50 to 100 validators because your community will shout that this is a freaking like, uh, you know, single operator, single node chain. This is not decentralized. So you will, community will push. Your business push will take you to some more decentralization. Or, and then eventually if you become even more successful and you are like 150 million, 20 million users, then you want probably Ethereum level security and you will convert yourself into a validator. So Polygon's suit is to allow people to use public chains and app chains and give you this growth spectrum that where you launch your chain app chain and you can grow from a centralized chain to eventually Ethereum secured chain. That's the that's the product suit. And inside that, you know, all that is technicality. But you should only hear about two things, public chains, app chains. That's it. So, so Sandeep, I'll be uh, zooming in on, on that point a bit. Um, so you did mention ZKEVM rollups. So one one of being one of them being uh, Polygon Hermes. So firstly, just for our non-technical audience, can you tell like tell us what is so special about ZK EVM rollups, and also how how is Polygon Hermes and some of the other solution uh, based on ZK EVM uh, are different from other competitors like Matter Labs or Scroll? Yeah, 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 yeah. So first, let's think about like let's talk about like how zk rollups are better than any other layer 2 technologies currently available right so the currently like only layer 2 technology available is these optimistic rollups right in optimistic rollups as you can imagine the name is optimistic so what you do is you have a layer 1 that is ethereum chain and on the layer 2 you have one single operator who is running the chain and optimistically everybody is expecting everybody is assuming that whatever is happening is correct let's assume for some time but what this operator is forced to do is he has to put all the data and the transactions, the transaction data and proof of whatever is happening here on Ethereum chain. And that's where they use the technology called fraud proofs because it's optimistic. So you are assuming that everything is correct. But if there is a fraud that happens, then you have things called fraud proof where, where, where somebody can run a check that, okay, you computed this transaction in a wrong way. That means you are you are acting with malice and you have to be you have to be slashed and you have to pay a heavy penalty and all that, right? But due to that fraud proof, what happens is that optimistic rollups, as you might all of us know, that they have a seven day withdrawal period, right? Why? Because you need to give seven day period for somebody to come and initiate that fraud, right? And 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 once somebody has proven a fraud, then the rollup means that because all the data is on Ethereum, so you can take all the data and then recreate the version of the chain from the place and restart from where from the place where fraud has happened right that's that's how optimistic rollups work how zk rollups work is you know that's that's where the magic of zk comes in the magic of zk is that you are running the same single or multi operator chain on the on the layer 2 but you create a zk proof out of it right and that zk proof these are called validity proofs so you are not assuming that everything is correct but this validity proof using the power of ZK when you create and you submit on Ethereum and you on Ethereum, you have some logic 
which which very verifies the proof and if the proof is correct that's the magic like you know i mean if if some engineers are listening to it they will realize that okay how profound this is that you are computing some computation on the other side without telling how you are computing without you know even sending the transaction data what is the transaction data you just submit a proof cryptographic proof small proof for the you know 40 bytes of data and all that and you proof on ethereum and using a verifier logic ethereum can be 100% sure that whatever you computed is correct right it's like i i you know uh, mehdi and i are going into a very complex con- transaction where we say okay if you do do this if you do this this is this is this like five six steps i will pay you this much money right and we are submitting something to mohammed where mohammed knows that okay this was the input money into this output is this i don't know how you guys calculated calculated it you have no visibility but you you can say your transaction is correct you getting my point like it's again like going to a court with a judge and you just tell them that guys we were two friends and one friend ended up uh you know let's say killing other friend and the judge can say guys whatever it is you had this clause that if something happens the other person is allowed to kill like he doesn't need to know what was the contract in between them he just knows that if this is the input this is the output it's correct so that's why it's very profound like I, i you know i can go on and on about that that how crazy this thing is it almost looks like a matrix coming straight out of matrix but anyways so but zk how zk rollups are better than optimistic rollup is that once the validity proof has been accepted by ethereum then you know everything is correct on this and validity proof can be as small as every 2 minutes so every 2 minutes whatever the rollup is doing it pushes the validity proof once it is done everything is good so you don't need that 7 day withdrawal period and all that and 7 day withdrawal period looks small but it's a very big problem right because imagine if you are a large player and you have 100 million dollars on a on a layer 2 stuck on a layer 2 and the the the, the risk free rate in the market is 5% right so you you are you are essentially out of 100 million dollar you are making 5 million dollars just on the cost of capital Uh, on a yearly basis and if you are stuck for one week which is 1 by 50th of this you almost end up like 100 uh, 100k you losing you almost end up losing 100k just because you are exiting from the bitch with zk that is like free flowing we can have every one minute if the the throughput is enough and you can the cost of proof on ethereum justifies it you can have uh you know like the proof like one minute so whatever is happening on layer 2 it's almost instantaneously being uh, sorted on or proved on uh, ethereum so that's one part second fun part is that because the code doesn't need to know your entire data code just needs the proof i don't even need what data was used to used to solve this then the data also you don't need to push on ethereum with optimistic rollups you have to because you are optimistically assuming everything is correct so you have to put the proof and the data on optimistic rollup so that something goes wrong they can people can go through the data step by step and see whether you have done things correctly or not but in zk because it's a cryptographic proof you don't even need the data so you don't need to put all that data back on ethereum so that also saves you because the data on ethereum is costly it's going to be costly even with 4844 it's going to be costly so you can put that data on a separate layer these are called validiums so you can execute this chain data can be on a cheap data storage you produce data or do high level of transactions low cost the uh, transactions highly secure transactions secured by ethereum and you keep the data somewhere else that is also can be done with zk proof that's why you know everybody in the research fraternity believes 
that for ultimate scalability of web3 or crypto or blockchains zk is the holy grail and that's why like you know polygon zk evm is the first full blown evm zk execution machine built on tip of ethereum and that's why you know uh, you know many believe that this is the inflection point in the in the in the, in the scalability of uh, blockchains so, so the the multiple other competitors right that they're also working on that like metalab is also working on this scroll uh, at, at least theoretically is also working on this uh, so technically apart from the network effects how how would you say polygon is differentiated from, yes. from these solutions yes so i think like see in the longer run all of these technologies are commoditized everyone starts approaching one single layer of you know like single point of uh, optimization these technologies get commoditized i think in this one two three things are main uh, one is obviously that the that the time to market so polygon because polygon had three different teams who are working on three different approaches of zk we were able to you know kind of bring in these solutions from die separate areas and all that and make it make it uh you know much more efficient and faster and ship it faster right so for example you specifically asked about zkvm or oh, zk sync for example zk sync is building this this the 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 uh, their zk chain zkvm for i think last 3 to 4 years and even now they had said 100 days to mainnet but now they have again pushed it to the end of this year because it's very hard to build and for us we have been very lucky that we had three different teams working from three different angles that's what defined uh, polygon and so that's why like you know zk sync is like probably 6 to 8 months away from a full blown mainnet like we are going on beta mainnet and you know like you must have seen the zk sync baby alpha mainnet all that all that they are trying to do to tell people that no we are on mainnet but don't don't use it or this is not like tested or anything and plus other th- other thing is that you know right now uh, they have none of their source code open right we have polygon is polygon has all the source code as open licensing we have de- deliberately kept it like you know it's not free licensing for everyone we'll soon make it that but you know we want to make sure that we have that head start because easily everybody clearly knows that this is the most advanced zkvm everybody will simply copy the code and go ahead so you know slowly right now we are we'll, we'll, we are fully committed to open sourcing and giving licenses but you know it will it will happen in a you know step by step manner uh but our source code is fully visible for last 6 8 months and people can use it build on it put prs that's one one important part and our zk evm is ready today right like internal it's ready today for us and it's going live on the mainnet beta mainnet very very shortly um so that's the the most important part time to market is the most important part but with zk sync i already said like nobody really knows and you know they have been doing it like from the very start so you know all the uh, you know respect to them but they have no source code publicly yet so nobody knows what exactly they are building and in these kind of technologies it's very very important to uh, for for the community to know what approach you are taking and you know debate it and all that and polygon approaches debated fully with scroll scroll is building in open and uh, up, up, like you know what the scrolls approach is that they want to build point by point the entire evm into a zk based evm right the 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 problem with that is like and not problem like you know the, the one of the things that that it has is that you know this makes the project very very big so for example scroll has currently i think 35000 lines of code even vitalik in his presentation 
I think in DevCon, said that 35,000 lines of code is such a big code base that it is going to take years for this code base to be fully audited and tested. Whereas like Polygon source code would be like three, four, five thousand dollars, three, five thousand uh, lines of source code that to open for, for quite some time and all that now two audits. But again, nobody can fully guarantee. I'm not saying that Polygon ZK EVM is like fully like ZK is like such a new technology. But I think like, you know, if somebody has the chance to become more, uh, you know, create a decentralized ZK rollup, I think Polygon is much, much farther ahead, at least six to eight to 10 months. And I think with the level of now, all of these things, technology on top of technology, you add the adoption Polygon has. Suddenly, like once we have a ZK EVM and we are fully like, it's like a little bit battle tested and all that. And the moment I turn the, you know, we, we turn the hose on, right? Like, you know, and, and we allow the people or like the, we, we, we start pushing the people into this. This will become the most adopted blockchain like Polygon today is like, you know, just below BSC number of users, daily active users, TVL, all those things. Uh, we are probably the biggest, right? So after Ethereum, uh, and BSC, of course, has Binance, uh, you know, users, 30 million users. So obviously they will have more. But if you see the public open decentralized blockchains, you will see after Ethereum, Polygon is the biggest. So they are also like on adoption front and all that. We will we'll have a much bigger uh, advantage compared to these people. So that's where those these are the things like, you know, I think, uh, you know, we will keep Polygon in the front lead. Uh, you also mentioned earlier Polygon Supernet. So mm -hmm. just wanted to, like, I was curious, how is it different from, let's say, Cosmos or Avalanche? Because um, yep. you can have, like, app-specific chain. And yes. since you also have a portfolio of different L2 solutions, including the yep. POS chain, yep. how would the bridging work? Like, like, are you guys also working on a bridging solution internally? Yes. Or, yes. or, yeah, so all of those. those Absolutely. Those Absolutely, yeah. So that's a great question. So the Supernets, as I said, is like app chains. ZKVM and all that, these are public chains, but you can use the same technology to create your app chains. So these are full-blown Polygon app chains, how they are different. They are different because unlike, unlike Cosmos, they are not layer ones because it's very, very, very hard to build your own layer one and decentralize it. Second, they are unlike they are Avalanche, they are not some subnet to like, you know, you need, you need layer twos for, uh, for, for when a layer one is adopted enough. Right. And in, in case of, uh, you know, Avalanche, they are like leapfrogging uh, into this subnet model where their base chains still is questionable how many users and this thing they have. So and essentially one can also argue all the Avalanche subnets are technically just side chains that Ethereum has like 50 side chains today. Like all of those chains are just connected with. I think they right now I don't even know fully. I've not studied, but I think the model says that like 20% of these chains have to be validators on the main chain or something like that. Or the validators of this chain have to be validator on the main chain and all that, which, which, you know, I don't know how scalable that is. And in terms of security of these, uh, subnets, uh, I have, I, I have not studied it that much, but doesn't look like, you know, from what I have seen from what Pol in the Polkadot ecosystem and this and that doesn't feel like, you know, it is the thing which will bring in whereas because the development all of the development is on ethereum and developers want to build on ethereum people like i would be i have been very forthcoming on this in saying that you know you think that polygon has so many big brands like you know instagram reddit launching starbucks to nike to whatever 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 you know the main thing they are not they are not on polygon for polygon they are here because they want to be closer to ethereum ecosystem and polygon is the most professional product 
production ready ecosystem they find for their uh, you know web3 activities right so that's where like you know avalanche subnet is like you know whatever they are building kudos to them respect to them they are building but i feel the adoption is on ethereum and polygon app chains are going to be ethereum connected chains like layer 2 chains and we expect all of them to be layer 2 chains but we will also allow users to developers to choose as per their journey but we expect them as any of the chain grows enough they all should become layer 2s that's how polygon app chains are different polygon app chains are ethereum layer 2 chains so sandeep with that in mind and and i guess moving off slightly away from the crypto layer and more onto the web3 layer we've seen a rise in polygon nfts and again you've you've mentioned reddit you've mentioned starbucks you mentioned a few of the other big brands as well what do you think contributes to the different net network effects within that and also within a lot of the gaming that you're doing yeah so um on that front like i think uh, you know especially let me talk about the pfp nfts if you see any other field like whether it's defi whether it's gaming whether it's daos whether it's like any other brands polygon is generally will be one or one of the top two players in whatever field it is like defi after ethereum next biggest platform arbitrum by the way is doing good on the defi part and they have an expected uh, you know airdrop and all that so there is activity but you know once it goes through then how much organic activity we see but point being that in whatever field polygon is is always the either the number 1 number 2 number 3 top 3 players in the space with pfp nfts i personally it's my fault also because you know leading some being someone who's like you know helping community to grow into this into various different ecosystems uh you know i never believed in the purely speculative pfp nfts right or these art nfts i was like okay they will have a market but not like a the, not the whole market is going to be like this the whole market will move into the utility nfts gaming uh, celebrities and these uh, you know platforms and what not but then you know i was wrong uh, because in the last 2 years what like pfp nfts or these like collectible nfts have proven true uh, you know proven to be one of the true product market fits say what you want to say about it but they have a strong product market fit users are there community is there and then this november you know we i finally gave in and i said okay guys i think we need uh, the we need to work on the pfp community and it's been only 2 months and now you see like what all is happening on the pfp community like everything is like so many things are happening on this on this front and those creators and all that because i think where where i was wrong is that these creators and these misfits uh, the these these you know people who want to change the world they these are the people who are going to be the first adopters and they are going to be the core nucleus of of this adoption whenever that happens and you know that's one part i should have added to that like even though it's a like slightly speculative use case sometimes but this is loved by these core uh you know kind of these people who really change the world the misfits as you know steve jobs used to say the courageous ones the misfits uh, you know the rebels and uh, you know who am i to you know resist <laughs> their their uh, onslaught and that's why like i just you know started putting in some efforts and it looks like now it's huge like you know this pfp community is going going crazy so so that was your first question but what was the next next question uh, mehdi Uh, I, I think Mo was also asking you about the examples of some of the app chains, like currently live live on uh, Supernet. Yeah. yeah. So the the app chains, see, uh, one of the app chains, 
is and it's very famous is the the Doge chain, like you know, built by the Doge community. But all of the other bigger app chains, like you know, VR, uh, like they all, many of the big firms are building that, uh, and many of them are like under embargo. Uh, they want to announce their things, but I think we have around 30, 40, like some of the largest institutions in the world, like, um, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like, you know, what kind of uh, NDA things are there, but you would also see one of the biggest CRM companies doing a lot of NFTs and all that. Those are also powered by Polygon technology, but, you know, everybody has, are everybody is there in their own, um, own kind of journey, like especially from the Web two world uh, and the traditional world, to figure out where they can fit in, right? Because you know this is a wild west, and they want to be. They know this school, this is coming, this is the big next big thing, but they want to you know do it and time it in a way. So I don't want to steal their thunder. Uh, you just uh, you know wait for this uh, you know the the, the Q one and Q twos of this one. You will see what all is happening over there. This may and may not be an alpha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The crypto is full of scammers, right? So don't uh, go by my words, like wait till the time those announcements come in. So, so Sandeep, our, our bread and butter, uh, me and Mo, uh, we, we dream about tokenomics all day, uh, day in and day out. So one question we, we had for you was regarding the utility of Matic token. Since mm-hmm. you have a diversified product portfolio, there'll be like six, seven solution, maybe hundred solution one day. Uh, so with that one token, the Matic token, unify all of these products. Absolutely. Matic token is the only uh, token in this one. And also like, you know, this is one part like, and maybe you guys will also, you know, uh, push this more because this whole crypto community, we come from this Bitcoin background, right? And we have this, tendency to think about these tokens as the token supply supply and demand like or or scarcity of the token and whatnot right and all that is applicable only to money and money can be only one like you know we're in crypto space like globally it's us dollar currently if crypto wants to be that there will be and at the end it will be either btc or eth none of the other protocols is money so this all this like inflationary deflationary all this kind of like you know supply increasing supply burning supply staking whatnot all this is like synthetic maneuvers to you know for some people to pump their tokens and whatnot eventually there is only one thing there is only one and only one thing which gives value to anything other than btc which is trying to be money and that is simple and that is true for the last 200 years that thing is called revenue how much revenue which is related to that particular asset you are making right there is nothing else like for example stock markets stock markets how much money revenue profits uh, a particular chain is making uh, or particular uh, company is making reflects directly into their stock price because it's a money making machine at the end and you own some part of that stock you know you do it same case applies with this even though like right now we don't have a clarity on like security versus non-security versus utility and whatnot but even if it's a utility at the end of the day how much revenue you can make by doing some work not not like uh staying idle sitting idle with that's a security but if you can do some small work like you can stake or delegate by choosing carefully a validator uh 
if you how much yield you can make is the only thing that defines you the value now for ethereum for example last year ethereum has the fees has come down to i think 1 billion dollars or something 1 1.5 billion um but like last to last year ethereum generated 7 billion dollars in transaction fees right and i mean okay that was the proof of work that is that is bad like let me consider this 1 billion dollar transaction fees so if you are a ethereum holder and you stake your money into ethereum and i'm not even talking about the block rewards because that's a subsidy that system is giving you to keep the security high but the transaction fees so how much yield people are going to make that defines you the value right so if ethereum is able to give you 1 billion dollar in yield and you consider 5% is a good rate of return plus they have the token issuance also uh, i think the token issuance somewhere around is like uh, maybe i don't know in the billions but with the current ethereum staking which is roughly around 50% of the network which is around 80 billion dollars people are able to make 6 7% yield so roughly it should be around 4 5 4 to 5 b uh, dollars worth of yield that is being created and that's what gives the value to the token similarly in the case of polygon or matic token there should be only one thing doesn't matter if it's 10 chain 15 chain zero chains doesn't matter what is the yield if you hold matic and you do work you uh and this also doesn't matter how many brands are building on it how, how much is the tvl people like over index on tvl like for example if you see like again like naming the platforms is hard but i want to say like you know some of the the, the main alt l1 right you know which is like suppose was supposed to be ethereum till now that if you see even if like the nft volume is 2 billion dollar 2 million dollar nft volume is there how many people but what is the what is the what is the revenue of the protocol how much transaction fees protocol is making for doing those 2 million worth of nft volumes there would be like how much like 20000 transactions 30000 transactions which is giving you 0.005 so the so the so the token holder of that alt l1 for them that's only the fees and if you see you know that l1 is like you know uh, supposed to be ethereum clear but they are in the protocol fees they are like way below you know uh, in in that in that league so the revenue is the most important thing and for matic at the end what defines the value of matic like first of all matic is the underlying asset staking asset of all the things that polygon is building and at the end of the day if you are a matic holder uh, and you have to do some work for the network whether you run a validator node or uh, you know something you can earn some yield out of that and that's what is the only thing that defines the yield of the token now when we try to define the token metrics of games and all that at the end if you say like you know we what what we end up doing is okay you use this token to create this nft nft gets locked or burned and what not all that is synthetic you can use them as a you know a, a thing on top of it but on the base layer what that token if that's a games token or that's the gaming publishers token how much revenue that token is able to make right and that would be like this token becomes a dao token and The, the whatever revenue the protocol or the game is making that is going into the dao and that protocol that revenue is the is 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 being held or governed by the dao holders although they again like these are security laws and those these three kind of problems i'm not getting into that yeah. but so the, i do have a question on token metrics i do have a yeah. question on token metrics so at the moment yeah. uh, if if i lo- go on coin coin gecko 90% around 90% of matic tokens are in circulation Yes. So the ten percent will will come into circulation in in couple of years. Yes. Uh, depending on vesting. 
Yes. But we do have seven or eight products that that will be coming coming yes. into the market in 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 in, yes. in in few months, few years. So in terms of a sequencer reward or validator reward, uh, could we imagine? Uh, the inflation tab to be turned on just to kind of give them incentive to do the compute, to do the secure the network. Uh, yes. Do you kind of envision that to happen? I think because, you know, Polygon, this current tokenomics, because we are due for the Polygon token very soon. And the current tokenomics is built keeping one chain in mind, right? You know, that there'll be one chain. And for, you know, when we are becoming truly multi-chain now, we will have to do something which allows the people or the validators to have some level of security, but it has to be like Ethereum where there is net inflation is almost zero over time, right? So we don't want to like, uh, you know, the, the, that's what is being community is debating. A lot of researchers are debating, like nothing is uh, set in stone on that. But I think what we need to do is there needs to be some security. We don't want to get into the Bitcoin mode where after after four, five, eight years, there is nothing to secure the network and transaction fees are anyways not there because it's, a, it's not a mere mode of payment. Um, but, you know, you need to have something like Ethereum where effective, effectively it's it's almost zero inflation or almost deflationary. That's what we want to design just like Ethereum, right? Like, you know, there is some reward, but overall with the burning and all that, the the network, uh, you know, in first year itself, it became effectively deflationary. That's where, uh, you know, that's that's where our mind is. Uh, to and, and 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 do you guys have plans for on-chain governance? Uh, there aren't there aren't that many um, L2s, L1s uh, that have that. Optimum optimism comes to mind. Polkadot yeah. also has some. No, no, definitely, definitely, and that's where the layer two chains are very superior. I I feel because you can actually govern a lot of things on the chain by governance for all the other like layer ones if they need to change they have to go through the soft fork or hard fork right but with the layer twos you can have a simple smart contract where people vote how much fees should be there should we donate this fees to the foundation should we donate this fees to the builders that are building in the ecosystem all these things can be done on the governance level and uh, you're absolutely right on that yeah so there will there'll be like massive levels of Token government, you'll see like this to 2023 is going to be the year of inflection for us where we stop being like this, like, you know, the this this polygon labs and all that we are putting in our maximum effort. There is communities putting this many efforts. We want to go into like Ethereum, for example, does like Ethereum Foundation does like five to 10 percent, 20 percent of the work. 80 percent is done by the community. Like we would be on the reverse side, like 70, 80 percent. We are doing 20 percent is community doing. We want to reach to a place where. We build it in the open, build it in a way where community takes on the larger part of this and we takes on this, but it has to be different, built in a different way. So on-chain governance is going to be very important and you will see so many things coming out from us uh, in this new year. I think we've gone into a lot of detail on a lot of subjects and I guess to bring it back up to a more holistic level and something maybe a bit more personal to you, what's your favorite application or, or DAP being built on Polygon right now? Of what you can actually mention. Mm, but being built, being built, being built is, uh, being built, there are two, three. Uh, one, I, you know, obviously because, you know, take my, this thing with a pinch of salt because, uh, you know, I have family members who are working on the team, but, uh, you know, my wife is a co-founder in the project called TimeSwap, right? And TimeSwap is a project which is basically building a fully permissionless lending borrowing protocol. Like just like you have Uniswap, any token can get listed and you can have lending borrowing for that. They are trying to build that without oracles, 
like you know the other current ones you have to have oracles and sometimes oracles are congested and you can't do the liquidations and what not here they are trying to build a market defined amm like instead of xyz there's a xyz or oh, x into y equals to k they have three parameters and you know markets decide that what is the collateral factor what is it so that's one of the interesting projects in um, you know uh, in this thing then the what uh, on the nft side what youths people are doing like frank uh, from d gods and all that they are building a uh, a launch pad uh, on polygon where people will come and you know like where they will help creators to launch their nft collections and all that that's what also i am very interested uh some of the things like you know what what nike swoosh is working on like the kind of things like they initially launched the nfts now they are you know getting into the engagement part and nike is probably arguably the biggest brand in the world so i am very very optimistic that they end up cracking uh, this and this is like by the way the most interesting part like some people in the past have tried to spread this polygon is paying for the adoption and all that right we don't even know that nike was building it like we don't we have no connection and this is the best meme for polygon like you know because what is happening is because of this meme a lot of people who are not like who are going to build somewhere else they come to us because they think that we can pay something and then they come and you know there's not too much to pay and uh, you know and many of the times like out of those 10 people three or four just getting con- get converted because they think that they can get better support from the polygon team and advice and all that so that's the fun part so uh, so this and nike swoosh is very th- interesting for me what starbucks is trying to do you know i want to i want polygon to get into this like larger western culture and that's why these these like starbucks for example and there are some more that that will come uh these are specifically focused on getting into the larger us culture not the existing wild west nft and the this crypto culture but the larger culture where polygon can become an integral part that's what we are trying to do i love it i mean just some some takeaways from there that stood out to me is behind every great man is is a great woman so that that definitely stood out also there there is no such thing as negative yeah. hype because if if there was people then be building on, on <laughs> yeah, polygon yeah it, it always <laughs> yeah, i mean i was really I responded. I should not have responded to those people. Like you should have said, like yeah, 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 do it, do it, do it. Like yeah, say it. Now everybody, the whole like our inbound is like through the roof. Like I, I, we have no time. Everybody is inundated with with work. And then I think that for me, in my case, it's like very, very true. Like you know, I, I almost have said that. You know, I felt that before I met my wife, I was like kind of low key. I, I consider myself a loser before I met her. And you know, that's all of this is like her. um you know kind of good vibes or whatever it is so yeah i fully agree with that this is the one it's it's, it's, it's finding your your soul partner not not just in the real world but in this wild west of of crypto and web3 as well yeah. amazing yeah. and and again you, yeah. you alluded you alluded to this but what what is some of the secret sauce behind like the bd strategy you guys have adopted uh, for onboarding web2 company so we had nike were building and then you found out afterwards maybe what what about some of the other bigger brands that have adopted polygon as well yeah see it's 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 a, it's a both push and pull like nike for example we did not know but some of the other other brands we were like very constantly in touch with them and all that and previously i think it was more about like the kind of adoption polygon was getting and uh, then after that what happened is that now we have a very very professional team also because i have been like you know i come from a place where i want to see that mainstream adoption like mass adoption is the mass adoption of web3 is the mission of my life right so i over time i have built this killer team 
which is very like who have one foot in the web3 wild west but they also come from these facebooks googles youtubes of the world so when they talk to the to these big large institutions like you know brands and all that the brands can see that these people understand web3 but they also understand my language right because they have their constraints like they can't be coming and you know like oh pumping the floor price of these things and and you know what not like sweeping the talking about all this stuff they have to do it in a very compliant and and on that manner i think that's where they they feel uh you know close to us and like that's why i keep saying that because we have done so many brands but people always tend to forget that we own 60% of the entire gaming market right 60% is like you know if you go to a survey and i think animoca you know can you know obviously you know ratify that like you speak to 10 15 different teams take random samples you will end up finding that 50 to 60% of all the games that are building are building on polygon right integrated with polygon so that's very big defi as i said that without any incentives for last one and a half years we are still the second largest platform even with all this current hype that uh, you know like uh, arbitrum has got optimism is doing those rewards and all that we are still ahead of them in terms of tvl in terms of dex volumes and what not and uh, you know same thing goes with other things like daos for example we are orders of magnitude bigger so even though it might look like polygon bd is really great at getting these web2 projects but we have a deep like you know this uh, entrenchment into the community where so many projects uh, build with us and uh, we try to help them also i love it so a, a mix of everything really which 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 is amazing yeah. and which is needed so we've we've reached my favorite part of the show which is the, the rapid fire questions so i'm, I'm going to shoot a few questions at you again one one at a time and then just hit me with with the first thing that that comes to mind things that annoy you in crypto scams no trolls trolls okay so tro- trolls and scams all right we'll, we'll take that the last thing you googled trolls and scams and yes the scam trolls because the people who want to you know who have become like little bit of influential like you know they have audience and what they do is they will try to promote some of the scams to get their exit liquidity those are the people i hate the most it's so true like you see them disappear every cycle they'll come they'll make their their millions and then they they're gone for, for the next cycle cycle yeah. next question what yeah. was the last thing you googled chat gpt uh, <laughs> something on chat gpt i not actually i should say that i am not even googling these days i am googling on chat gpt if i want I to it. ask something i go to chat gpt and ask so i'm i'm still waiting for an account which is super annoying but we we'll, we can discuss that <laughs> off air blue ocean red ocean blue ocean i love it i love it. it took you a while to get there i'm a bit worried now sandeep should we be worried yeah 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 because you know i like to be honest like you know i i mean i don't want to boast this part but i am uh, like polygon is considered to be king of red ocean also right so but we want to be in the blue oceans but the red ocean is like you know where everybody else is there we have been there and we have you know kind of secured the fair amount of uh, adoption in those fronts that's why but we want to be in blue ocean of course if you, what would be the second best ecosystem to work on if you didn't work on the ethereum ecosystem cosmos and if you start as an an entrepreneur new in the space what would you be working on cross chain bridging so again the the interoperability layer and now Choose maybe one. now oh. maybe if you ask me one this same question one year later on i would be working on the some sort of social media on blockchain so it's, it, right it, now it's not the right time in one year it will be fair play it's, it's it's a time dependent question would you prefer better tech or better network effect better network effect 
DAOs, are they the future or just another buzzword in crypto? They are the future of not only crypto, but future of humanity. I love it. It's interesting. Internally, we have, or at least I have a belief that at some at some point in the future, the DAOs you're a part of will hold more weight than the passport you hold. But let's see. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Excellent. Sandeep, it's been a pleasure having you with us on the show. You can't, again, Mehdi and myself were super excited. You saw the feedback from, from Twitter as well. Any any last comments or words? Or alpha? Or beta? <laughs> Let's keep building. That's what I always say. I love it. We're LFG. Far away. Far, far away from the mass adoption. Let's keep building. LFG. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Perfect. Thank you. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. Any opinions provided in this podcast reflect the views of the speakers only.